Hey guys, this is Caitlin. Thanks so much for being here today. I know that you've probably noticed that we have not had a new episode in a few weeks. And that's because uh, you may not know that my mom actually passed away on August 27th. So that's obviously really fresh. It's been really, really crazy hard time. And that's why we have not pushed a new episode out, obviously. I didn't want you to think that we were just going to kind of let the podcast fizzle out. I also didn't want you to think we're just going to kind of plow on as if nothing has happened. You know, we've been obviously taking a break, talking through what we think our next move should be. And I think that we are going to do a SWEP episode where we explain to you guys what happened with mom, you know, where we're at, all those things, some reflections. We have not been able to do that yet for obvious reasons, just emotionally not being there and all the things. But we did have this interview already pre-recorded prior to everything that went down with my mom. So when you listen to it, if you think, oh, wow, Caitlin sounds so upbeat and chipper for someone who just lost her mom, well, this was recorded prior to all of that. So, and it's an amazing interview, if I do say so myself. I mean, Joey is awesome. You're going to love him. This is actually, in my opinion, it's a life-changing interview that you absolutely need to hear. So enjoy this episode and know that next week we will be doing a SWEP episode where we share with you what happened, where we're at, how we're doing. Um, We have lots and lots of things to say, people to thank, all the things. But for now, we're going to push out this interview, which is amazing, and we'll catch up with you and all the things coming up. Thanks so much, everybody. Hey guys, welcome to this week's episode of So What Else. I'm your host, Caitlin, and I am super legit jazzed for you to hear this interview today, okay? We are talking to Joey Odom, and we are talking about our phones, okay? Now, before you, like, roll your eyes and think, oh, they're going to talk about screen time, and I don't want to talk about this, and I'm going to feel guilty, and I don't want to be made to feel guilty. I just want to feel good feelings today. Well, stay tuned. I'm serious. This is an inspirational conversation. Joey is truly passionate and inspiring to listen to. We talk about our phones and how they are really impacting the intimacy that we're able to have with our kids, with our spouses, with our friends. And we are not anti-phone in this conversation. We are not anti-screen or any of that. But Joey takes us through the statistics, what we're learning, talking about our phones and what they do, and presents a beautiful, wonderful way to help us work through this, okay? So this is not just one of those conversations where it's like doom and gloom, like, oh man, our phones are ruining our lives. Let's just all feel depressed about that. No, we talk about what our phones are doing and how we can work on it, okay? But this is important. It's an important conversation, and I'm really honest with him throughout this whole conversation saying that this is something I am struggling with right now, and I really, really want to do better, okay? Joey is a co-founder of something called Aro, which is two parts. It's an app and it's a device. And he kind of breaks it down for you. I'm going to let him explain it because he can do better than me. So he he explains it kind of halfway through this interview, um, exactly what RO is, how it can be a solution. And I just think that you're really going to love this conversation. I can't say it enough. He's very inspirational to listen to. I felt like really fired up after the interview. I know you're going to feel fired up after listening. So stay tuned and enjoy.
Joey, welcome to So What Else. Thanks so much for being here. Thanks, Caitlin. Good to be with you. I am so excited. Okay, so I've been really excited for this interview for weeks. A few weeks ago, probably maybe even longer, my husband and I were in the car and we heard an interview with you. I think it was on the Longer Table podcast with Amanda Carpenter because she was on this podcast. And so I listened to her stuff and I heard my husband and I listened to an episode with you. And it just like, we haven't really stopped talking about it. It's been mm. the thing that it, we just keep coming back to it. Like we're like, oh, this or what, you know what I mean? And it's, it brings up so much. And so I was yeah. like, I got to talk to this guy. I got to talk to this guy. So <laughs> before we get into it, why don't you introduce yourself to everybody? Yeah. Um, thank you again. appreciate you saying that. Um, and just a quick side note about that, Caitlin, I, I think that I think the reason why people are talking about this is not because uh, not because I'm a good communicator, not because of anything other than we all feel this. Like mm-hmm. when we talk about our devices and we talk about how it impacts, really when we talk about our relationship with our devices and how that impacts our relationships with everyone around us, by the way, including ourselves, our relationship with ourselves, which is mm-hmm. really important, we all feel it. And it's like this thing. It's like this fog that sits over us all the time. We just know like, "Ah, I need to be doing better. But then we're like, what the heck does better look like? What does that even mean? We're filled with people say screen time, like it's this horrible thing. And so then anytime we pick up our phones, we feel like, oh, am I doing something bad? Well, hold on. Let's have a better discussion around this, Mm -hmm. um, around the relationship side of our phones and how it impacts our relationships and the hope we have for our relationships in all areas. So I, I think as you were saying that, I just, I was just thinking, it's just, we all feel it to some deep and maybe we can't even quite put it into words. So, so that, you know, maybe a segue into, into who I am. I, mm-hmm. I, um, I'm a dad of two, a 15 year old son, Harrison, 13 year old daughter, Gianna. I've been married for about 19 and a half years to my wow. wife, Kristen. And, um, we have, um, in the last several years, I was in, I was in a, another career for years. And then I got a text from one of my good friends, actually at the time, an, an okay friend, a casual friend, Heath Wilson. And he said, Hey, I, can we have lunch? I got something, you know, I want to talk to you about. So that began a conversation close to five years ago on, Hey, we, we have high intent in our relationships. We have great aspirations in our relationships yet. We are not, we are distracted. We are, looking elsewhere. We're looking down at a screen instead of our partner's eyes, instead of our kid's eyes. And we got to do something about it. We want to be better for our families and we want our families to be better. And um, this thing, this wonderful device that lives in our pocket, and I say wonderful, not tongue in cheek, it actually is wonderful. It does amazing Mm -hmm. things for us. But that thing is the greatest potential source of distraction in our lives, keeping us from the things that we want most because it's with us all of the time. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's so crazy. You know, like we all like make jokes about like, oh, you know, when you're in school and they say you have to memorize all these facts because like you're not going to have a calculator in your pocket, you know, and then (laughs) now we're all like jokes on them. Like we do have a calculator in our pocket and we're like, but it's actually like insane to think about. We have the whole world at our fingertips Mm -hmm. at all moments of the day, which is like you said, amazing in some regards. Like for someone like me, I am so directionally challenged. I can hardly get around the block. So like, thank God for the GPS on my phone. 
saved my life probably many a time. You know what I mean? So it's like, great. Thank you for that. But also anybody can reach us at any time. Mm -hmm. And there's an even, oh, like I was noticing this the other day. I was sitting around like at a social thing and, you know, we're all sitting around talking, having like very good intentional conversation. And then somebody said something like, wait, what's the name of that actor that was in blah, blah, blah. No one could think of it. So of course we pull out our phones and Google it. And then we're distracted. Then we're on our phones and it's over. Then the conversation's over. So it's just like this like wonderful, horrible thing. But I want (laughs) to back up, back up. Sure. I know that a few years before you started RO. Yeah. You had an experience with your son. Yeah. With the soccer game. I, yeah. I Did you um, hear that with us? It, it, um, Kaylin, I probably told this story close to a thousand times and it, it, it just gets me. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm on the verge of tears now, even thinking about, mm-hmm. even thinking about this moment. So let me tell the story. Then I'll, then I'll, um, then I'll give it a little bit of the, um, a little bit more of the reflection around it. So mm-hmm. my son, who I mentioned, who's 15, Harrison, when he was five years old, he was on, he was playing his first soccer season. And you just talk about the sweetest kid ever, but soccer wise was, was probably on the, on the lower end of the team. <laughs> and so he, so everybody this season, everybody on the team had scored a goal that season, except for Harrison. And so course we you know pack up the lawn chairs we go you know set up on the sidelines on another saturday afternoon and candidly and i say this and we can talk a little bit more about this later but i say this endearingly five-year-old soccer games are kind of boring right it's a, <laughs> They're let's, a mess. Let's, I, I think one thing as parents we maybe don't admit in general is like yeah we, that's a lot of monotony we're dealing yes. with which is fine. Like, let's mm-hmm. go ahead and admit that some of that's, that doesn't mean it's not valuable. Mm-hmm. And that would be like saying like, like eh, broccoli doesn't taste good. Well, that doesn't mean it's not good for you. Right. right. But it, mm-hmm. it's still something that like enriches your life. So, so here we are Saturday afternoon and this magical moment arises. So Harrison, it's, it's Harrison, the soccer ball, the goal. And I think about it almost like in, in slow motion and, you know, cue the cinematic music he rears back his leg, he kicks the ball, and it goes end over end into the goal. Harrison scores his first soccer goal. And everybody, of course, like everybody yeah. goes wild because all mm-hmm. the parents knew that he was that he hadn't scored a goal yet. His, his coach runs out, picks him up. So it's this really amazing, I would even say a magical moment. And what does a five-year-old boy do when he scores his first soccer goal? He looks to the sidelines, to dad, to connect eyes with dad, to see the pride on my face, to share that moment together. Mm-hmm. So it's amazing. But I didn't see it. I missed it. I didn't see any of that moment. What I just described is only in my is only in my brain mm-hmm. and not actually in my memory because I didn't see it because I was looking down on my phone. And he he swears, Harrison swears he doesn't remember that. So that's good. <laughs> but But it was a moment for me, Caitlin, where I just thought that's not okay. That, yeah. That's not, that's not okay. And you can't plan when those moments are, are going to happen. You just, mm-hmm. you just have to be available for those moments. And even mm-hmm. if they're boring, because mm-hmm. that's when, that's when the magic arises. So, th- so the business we started is, is called RO. And I say mm-hmm. that because the term RO means to notice. Mm-hmm. And I, and I think we have these moments all around us that are just waiting for us 
these moments of RO, these moments of notice. I, th- I think about, I was walking um, out uh, with my, with my family a couple of years ago from a Braves, Atlanta Braves baseball game. And so my, my daughter who was probably 10 at the time, we're walking, it's raining outside. I'm a little bit frazzled because it's raining and it's, you know, it's, it's a little bit of a mess, but she reaches her hand up. She grabs my hand. And so we walk in the rain, splashing the puddles with her hand. It was probably eight seconds but it's burned in my memory. There's a moment of RO that mm. if I would have been, if I would have been glancing down at my phone or if I would, and if our phones are not our only distractions, if I would have just been mm-hmm. so self-absorbed with, oh, I got to get out of here. And you know, how are we going to, you know, what route are we going to take home? I would have missed that moment. So we can't, mm-hmm. we can't plan out these moments. Mm-hmm. Our, our friend, Billy Phoenix says that quality time only comes from quantity time. Mm. So we only have that quantity time and then those moments arise. Yeah. Um, and so it's, um, but you can't pre-plan it. And if you do, it's going to probably be kind of crappy if you do. It just, yeah. you just have to be there and present. So that, so that story you mentioned with Harrison and in, in, in his soccer game, that, that is my, that is my moment where I realized I got to do something. What's, what's funny about it is, and maybe people can relate to this. I didn't know what to do. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really do anything. I just felt it. I just felt it again. It was just another little like, ugh, like, okay, but I still didn't know what to do about it. And it was, and you're right. This, this happened a couple of years before Heath, Heath reached out to me. And so it was almost like all those years of missed moments. And by the way, that's one of many. So when we talk about this issue, and I think this is really important for people to know, this is not from a place of self-righteousness. Mm-hmm. This is this is from a place of personal failure. Mm-hmm. This is the only reason I need this. It's almost like they say, like, do you want to ever tell what your pastor is struggling with? Listen to what they preach on on Sundays. Mm-hmm. Like they're the ones dealing with this. So that's, that's us. And so mm-hmm. this is, um, and so from years of missing moments and ask my wife, what, now what would you say? Or, yep. Or, you know, all that stuff or pretending like I heard, you know, a question in a meeting or whatever it is. When Heath texted me, it was like all of that came together. Mm -hmm. And I was like, yeah, because I don't want other dads to tell a soccer story like that. I don't want other moms to tell soccer stories like that. I don't want other kids to feel what Harrison probably felt in that moment, which was, oh, dad missed it. And here's what really sucks about that is I wonder if. I wonder if it even bothered Harrison at all, mm. because what if he was so conditioned already to the fact that I just look at my phone? Mm. And so what if he had, what if I had already worn his sweet little heart down into thinking like, into thinking like dad's going to look at his phone. He's not going to look at me. Mm-hmm. So that hurts. Yeah, but it is. But I'm telling you, we can all do something about it. And it's mm-hmm. it's too important. The stakes are way too high for us to not do something about it. And so that's that's the journey we've been on is, is making sure other moms and dads don't tell those same stories. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, I think, ugh, you know, I am finally to a place of like admitting that I have a problem. Like it took yeah. me so long to... I just, I don't know. I just constantly would always, when I would hear people talk about like, Ooh, phone addiction or whatever, I would always be like, I'm really, I don't think that I'm really phone addicted. Like, yeah. Are my, like every Sunday when that thing comes up and tells me like how long I've been on my phone, I make an excuse like, yeah, but that's because I was using it for my GPS in the car. And like, that was what that was. Or I was listening to a lot of podcasts. Like that's what that was, you know, whatever. 
Yeah. And it's like, I make excuses. Well, no, my phone actually helps me. I've even said this. My phone helps me be more present with my kids because I can kind of like be answering emails and doing stuff while I'm with them instead Mm. of, you know, like going and like locking myself away to do emails in a room, which is like, everyone knows that's actually completely bogus. (laughs) It's like when you're answering emails and you're on your phone with your kids, find me a person that's not snapping at their four-year-old when they're trying to like, if I'm sitting there trying to like answer an email and I'm Mm. like, quote unquote, playing with her, I always find myself being like, okay, hold on, just hold on. Let me finish it. You know what I mean? And it's like, cause she's like, mommy, it's your turn. It's your turn. And I'm like, hold on, hold on. I'm finishing this. And it's like, why is that better? That's not better. It would be better for me to just focus on the game with her and then tell her, I'm yeah. going to be unavailable for you for the next 20 minutes because now I have to go sit down with my computer and answer these emails. You know what I yeah. mean? Like it would be better to have those hard lines instead of being like, it's all just fuzzy. That's what I've yeah. been noticing more recently in my life is like, it's just all fuzzy. Like I'm mm-hmm. working on my podcast and working on my work. You know, I've started taking on a little bit of work at the church I'm at, like, you know what I mean? Like, and it's, and I'm doing personal stuff and all at the same time. And for a while that felt like a gift. Like that's a gift. My phone has given me that I can be with my kids and get things done at the same time. But when you really think about it, that's not what's happening. Like there have been so many days, my oldest daughter, she's almost seven. She is a huge, like quality time person. Mm -hmm. And I cannot tell you how many times, like I'll be laying down with her to tuck her in at night. And she's like, mommy, I don't feel like I really saw you today. And I'm like, I was, I am a stay at home mother. I was with (laughs) you the whole day. Like there wasn't a time that I wasn't with you. And she's Mm -hmm. like, I know, but we didn't do, you know, we didn't play restaurant. Like I wanted to do like, cause I, cause like you were kind of busy and we didn't really Mm -hmm. get to do it. And I'm getting, this is like hard to admit out loud. There's been times where she said that to me and I feel defensive and I'm kind of like, yeah, sure. I'm like, oh my gosh, like it's never enough for her. It's never enough. I was with her the whole day and she still wants more. And I just feel like slowly over time, I've realized like, no, like Mm -hmm. she's right. I'm not, the problem is I'm with her. My body is with her, but my mind and my heart is not Mm -hmm. with her because I am distracted. You know, Mm -hmm. I am because I'm doing other things on my phone. And so it's like, I went through denial period. Now I'm in acceptance, but then it's like, you go into (laughs) despair and you're just like, okay, well, there's nothing I can do about it. Like there's literally like, uh, you know, and now I'm screwed and my life is over. So (laughs) I want to talk about the solution, but before we get there, talk to me a little bit about like phone addiction. I know that you yeah. like talk about this a lot, like how it impacts like intimacy with our yeah. children and our spouses and things like that. Talk to me a little bit about that. Like, what do you, what have you seen? I want to real quick, if I can, I want to yeah. touch on what you said about your, your daughter there. Um, first, the the one thing that you, that you're doing there is that, that just being honest with yourself, like what, a, what an amazing thing. What if, what if we all were just honest with ourselves? It just took a moment of, of assessments. I would say like the bravery in you, in you being honest with yourself, I think is really, really powerful. And, you know, when your daughter says, I don't feel like, um, I don't, I don't feel like I saw you. Mm-hmm. My suspicion is what her, her seven-year-old words are saying that, but what her heart is really trying to say is I don't feel like I was seen by you today. Mm. 
and, and like she's saying, I don't feel like I was seen by you today. Totally. And what a great, like what, what, what an amazing thing we can give. So, I mean, even if you think back on, on biblical terms, like in the biblical story of Abraham, mm-hmm. um, his, in Hagar was his, um, was his concubine. I don't get too deep in the weeds here, but like, and so she fled and then God had an encounter with her. Mm-hmm. And the line she says is she says, you're the God who sees me. Mm. And, and and you think about like, like what, what better gift can we have or what, what greater feeling we have is when we feel seen. And mm-hmm. I know that I am seen. And that is, that's in our design. I mean, that's, there's a, you know, no matter where you stand on a faith spectrum, there's, that's a thousands and thousands year old document mm-hmm. that is talking about that concept of you're the God who sees me. And so we have this ability as I'm not being theological here, but just like as, as little mini earthly gods to our kids, mm-hmm. what an amazing gift we have for them to be seen by us for them to say, I feel like you see me. Yeah. And and then the cool thing about your daughter saying that, and here's where I want to, and I know you're not like shame spiraling necessarily. You're just being honest with yourself. But what's cool about that is that she is telling you that, Yeah. which tells me that she still has a belief in herself that she's worth being seen by you. Mm. That she, her self-worth is still so high that she's going to make herself, she's going to be honest with you and say, mommy, I don't feel like you saw me today. I don't feel like, I don't feel like I saw you today. So that's a good thing. That means Mm -hmm. she's not, that she's still in a great place of hope where she's Mm -hmm. still telling you because she just like, no, dang it. I'm more important than that phone. Mm -hmm. That's what she's saying is I'm more important than that phone. Mm -hmm. One other thing I'm, I'm, going back even more on, on that is that you mentioned the screen time report from Apple. Mm-hmm. I think in some ways we're measuring this wrong. We have the wrong barometer. The barometer we have now is how much time was I on my phone? Mm-hmm. But it, what what that doesn't take into account is really the things that I know when it breaks it down, but it's not saying like it could have been a four hour drive using Waze. That mm-hmm. could have been it. But even more than that is the spaces where you had it. So I would I would propose that the emails that you're doing while you're hanging out with her, if you did those with her or you did those separately from her, that time might be the same that you're on your screen. Mm-hmm. But it's it, so it wasn't the, so the screen time is maybe the same amount, mm-hmm. but the quality personal time is is different. And so totally. I think the barometer we have is so wrong right now, and we just look like oh, it was up thirty percent, or I was down. Oh, good, I was down six percent. Like yeah. But but the but the real thing is okay. What are the spaces that we're using our phone in? Are we actually spending time apart from our phone? So that that's that's. I think we need to change our barometers on how we gauge our own screen time and stop vilifying every minute of screen time. Yeah. So that was a long that was a long, no, long backtrack. I appreciate that. Well, because something I really like about you and your par- partner Heath is that you guys are not anti phone. Like, because there are some people that talk about this and they're like you have to get rid of your smartphone. Like you do, like you yeah. have to get rid of your smartphone. Like you have to get one of those like stupid phones. You know what I mean? That like all it does is make a call. And that's, I think that that, that's fine. Like that, that, that works sure. for you. Yeah. If that works for you, go right ahead. But yeah. you guys aren't saying that you're not like, guess what? We're going to have like a ceremony. We're all going to go outside and like smash our iPhones. And like, this is going to be, you know, that's not yeah. what you're saying. You're like, no, an iPhone's great. Like, or whatever. Yeah. What is, what's the other one that some people have yeah, the, who the hate Android, iPhones? Yeah. Yes, an Android. <laughs> Androids, yeah. <laughs> I hate it when people have an Android because then it screws up the group text. You get the green bubble. Yeah, exactly. Yes, and you're like, oh, <laughs> this person. Anyway, anyway. <laughs> so go on. I interrupted you. We were talking about how it but, impacts it. Intimacy with your yeah, yeah. Well, well, even even to the term 
Um, and by the way, here's another thing to remember. We're 16 years into an iPhone. We're, yeah. we're brand new. We've, yeah. we, there were, there were, there were many, many years prior to this. And by the way, and this is not to say, and a lot of people will come back and say, well, there were, there were TVs before and there were, mm-hmm. yeah, there were always sources of yeah. distraction. And by the way, there was always a need. Once I put down my phone, I'm not dad of the year. I got to mm-hmm. go do stuff now. Like the, the putting down the phone is the prerequisite. It would be yeah. like, it would be like carrying a boulder at the beginning of a marathon. Like you probably could finish those 26 miles, but you got to drop the boulder first. And so you still have to do something difficult after putting away this, this, this big distraction. So I'm not at all, I'm not saying that the eighties were great when, you know, parents were chain smoking and no one was buckling their seatbelt. That those weren't the good old days. right? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. So, So, but this is an ever-present source of distraction with this. This is always with us. You weren't carrying a tube TV with you everywhere you go right. back in the day. So even the term that we use, the terminology we use around this, I think is very important. And it's easy to say like, oh, I'm addicted to my phone. Like that's the term people use is I'm addicted to my phone. And what science is telling us is that the way we use our phones don't actually, for most of us, don't actually show the signs of addiction. Mm. So- and I think that's an important characteristic or distinction because what do you do when you when you are addicted to something? You do two things. The first is you admit you're totally powerless over this thing. You say alcohol, if you're, you know, if you really do have an addiction with alcohol, like you're totally addicted, you are totally powerless. And we're not saying that. I think that's the difference here is like, we're not totally powerless over our Mm -hmm. phones. We actually do with a couple very small things. Our relationship with our phones instantly begins to change. And by the Mm -hmm. way, you're not going to go into cold sweats. It may feel a little bit uncomfortable, but you're going to adapt pretty darn quickly. Mm -hmm. And then the second thing is when you, when you say you're addicted is you abstain from whatever that thing is. Mm -hmm. So if you're an alcoholic, you don't drink alcohol ever again for your life. Yep. If you're, you know, if you're hooked on drugs or something like that, you don't, you don't every now and then, you know, just snort a little Coke, like you just, right. you're done. Right. Or you spiral back into it. And that's the same thing here. We're not proposing at all that you need to completely abstain from your phones. We right. we say that you're really a set of habits away and habits are our friend, Justin Whitmill early, who's written books on habits. He talks about how habits are just sets of routines. So your routines begin with those routines. So and even more to really make this even more powerful. And so to your question on how's it affecting us? Well, there's a, the Gottman Institute just released a study that said that successful couples who remain married, they turn towards their partner's subtle bids for emotional connection 88% of the time. It's a mm. high amount of time, 88% of the time. Couples who get divorced, who don't remain married, only turn towards those subtle bids for connection 33% of the time. Mm. So those subtle bids from our partner, they can be overt. Mm -hmm. They can be like, my wife said, Joey, you haven't taken me out on a date in a Mm -hmm. month. Mm -hmm. Get on it, you know, schedule some, that's a little bit more overt, which yeah. But if if I'm if most some men are like me, like I still don't really even get it at that point. But (laughs) but it it could be a little bit more subtle, like, oh Heath and Misty said this, they tried this this great restaurant last week and they loved it. Misty said it was so much fun, so romantic. That may be Mm -hmm. a little bit more subtle. We're kissing saying, Hey, will you take me out? Mm -hmm. So so but we're physically and certainly emotionally unable to turn towards our partner's bids for emotional connection if we're looking at a screen, mm-hmm. if we're there. So it's impacting that drastically. Our kids, I mean, I think our kids, we talk about it some, our kids, 
are the biggest kind of truth serums in our life. And they're, they notice, they notice when we're there, they mm-hmm. notice when we're not there. I mean, this yeah. is, this is one of the great things about kids. And it's like I said earlier, mm-hmm. in fact, your daughter has said something to you. They'll tell us, Hey, and how many people listening here have heard that same line? Mommy, look at me, mommy, put down mm-hmm. your phone. Daddy, look at me, daddy, put down your phone. Daddy, you're really on your phone a lot. Mommy, you're mm-hmm. really on your phone a lot. Anything like that. Any of those little things that should be, if you can just, if we can pause and, and like set aside the defensiveness that everybody feels, you describe that and a lot of people feel it. Mm-hmm. We can set aside that for a second and just see if that truth can seep in. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Okay. That's right. Like uh, the pastor, Andy Stanley, who's a pastor in Atlanta. He, mm-hmm. he has a, he has a great line. He says like, he says, you know, there's one way to know if you're drinking too much. And that way is if someone has ever told you you're drinking too much mm-hmm. so others around you, the same with our phones. Yeah. If you've heard it one time yeah, from somebody that you love, somebody that you trust, you need to let that truth stick into you because what that is doing is eroding that relationship. So all it takes, if, if Gianna, my 13-year-old daughter, if Gianna came up to me, and by the way, we all know this, it's it's really hard to be a 13-year-old girl in yes. today's society. It's really hard. And mm-hmm. I, I, I tell her that, I remind her that. So I say, hey, honey, you're doing great. Mm-hmm. It's really hard right now. You're doing great. Yeah. But if she came to me and she said, daddy, can I talk to you about something? There's a trigger that I need to be fully present with her. But if in the middle of that, what she's saying, if I take a just an, a half second glance at my phone, it could be a two hour conversation and a half second glance at my phone kills that moment. Yeah. And it doesn't just kill that moment, but it begins to kill her intimacy with me, her willingness to open up her heart to me. Mm not just then, but in the future, because then she'll say, well, the last time I talked to dad, whether she says it meant like consciously or subconsciously, right. the last time we did this was dad, he didn't really fully listen to me. And that breaks my heart to yeah. think of a whole generation of teenage girls who don't feel like they can be, they can open up their hearts to, to dad or mom. Mm-hmm. And, and none of this is okay. The, these stakes really are too high. The teenage unhappiness is at an all-time high. Statistically, it's an all-time high. And I want to be, I've got to be careful saying this because this is not the silver bullet. This is not the one thing, but I do believe, like I said, we have 16 years of iPhones. I do believe that this, these, this generation of teenagers, I do believe that for in, in large part, they've grown up with parents who have looked at a screen instead of their eyes. Oh yeah. And that's no need for us to feel condemned. That is a need to say like, okay, we got to do something about it. We're not okay with that. I hope Mm -hmm. others aren't okay with it. And it's not too late, no matter where you are. But the cool thing is people with younger kids have such an amazing opportunity. Like this is the moment, like this is your moment to do something. So the next time that your daughter comes up to you and said, dad, can I talk to you? Here's what you do. You say, yes, but I have to go. I'm going to go put my phone down because I want to be fully present with you. Like, go ahead and say it. Like, take all the credit for it. Mm-hmm. Because what you're doing, when you put down your phone, Kayla, when you put down your phone, you bestow value on the person across the table from you. What you're saying to them is there are 8 billion people that can theoretically reach me on this phone. And mm-hmm. you're more important than every single one of them. Yeah. What a freaking message for a kid to hear. Yeah. Them to hear inside like, whoa dad really thinks I'm more important than everybody in this moment. Go ahead and say that to him. Mm -hmm. I mean, parents listening, like, please go ahead and say that to him. I'm going to put this down because you're more important right now than everybody on earth. Mm -hmm. And then here's what's going to happen. And then when they come into their teenage years and they get, maybe they get picked on at school, 
they're going to have a foundational sense of value. They say, no, I already know I'm valuable. Mm-hmm. That person said I'm not, so I'm, I already know I'm valuable. Or when they, or when they come across a, an Instagram post with a, with a, an airbrushed model who's fake and not even real, or may even be AI generated and they start yeah. comparing themselves to mm-hmm. that person, then they're not just totally crippled because they, they're, they're foundationally, they know they're valuable because they felt that their entire lives because they've looked in the pupils of the parents that made them and love them mm-hmm. and support them. And they've heard this message that says like, no, you're valuable. Anything you say, what you're saying to me is important right now. Mm-hmm. So it, it, this is, this is no indictment on people like me who have gotten it wrong. Mm-hmm. This is no hearkening back to the good old days. This mm-hmm. is for us right now to say, we have an opportunity we have the greatest opportunity by doing the smallest of things. This will have such an outsized impact relative to the amount of effort that it goes through, but it is going to require intentionality. It is mm-hmm. going to require just like you, it is going to require honesty and say, I'm damaging this relationship and I'm not okay with that. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Something that I think is like really crazy. As you were talking, I was thinking about how I just saw on social media last week, this statistic that was like circulating. Everyone kept resharing it and resharing it. And it was something, I, I don't know the number. But it was something like millennial dads are spending some high percentage of amount. Yeah. Did you see it? Like some high percentage of amount of time more with their children than generations prior, which is great. That's that's a awesome. wonderful thing. Yeah. And it's like, I wonder, I saw so many people share it. And of course, when I first saw it, I was like, oh, go us. Like, yay, millennials. Like, we're <laughs> so good. You know what I mean? Like, that's so good. Good job, honey. Like, you know what I mean? It's like. And I, I saw a lot of dads share it. And I think everyone was like feeling good about that. Like, look at us. We're doing better than the than those that have gone before. But it's like thinking about this, you wonder, okay, are millennial dads physically with their kids mm. more? Like making it to more soccer games to, you know, call back to your story. You know, like they're physically there more which mm-hmm. honestly is probably due to like now like work from home and things like that. It's like easier scheduling wise, you know what I mean? Yeah. But not really seeing mm-hmm. our kids. You know what I mean? Like that yeah. statistic is just measuring time that your physical body is in the presence of your child. Yeah. Do you know what yeah. I mean? It's not yes. measuring you being present, present with your yeah. kid. You know what I mean? So I do think yes. it's, and again, I'm not trying to like beat everybody up, like and make everyone yeah. feel, you know, but it's like, I think it's something we do need to be honest about. And like I said, I've spent literal years just being defensive about this and feeling like I'm not that bad. I'm really not that bad. Like, I don't think that I, you know, like, am like have a problem with this, you know? And it's like, no, yeah, (laughs) we need to be honest about this. So talk. Okay. So then the birth of Aro Mm -hmm. for people who are listening that are like, they're talking about this Aro. What is it? What exactly is it? Tell us like, what exactly is it? How is it going to help us like break yeah. it down? Yeah. In, in, in short, RO is a, is a platform and a system that makes it easy to put down your phone. So it's a physical place where you put your phone that automatically connects to an app to begin tracking the time that you're away from your phone. So the, the time you're physically, the physical, the time you're physically distant from your phone and it gamifies the experience of being away from your phone. So why is that important? Well, the we're going to the core relationship with our phones. And right now, statistically, the core relationship with our phone is that 91% of us have it with us 24 hours a day. Mm-hmm. It never leaves our pocket. So we've not found, we've not found a place other than our pockets for it to live. Yep. And, and that is just all that is, by the way, is 
that's just how we adopt new cool things. Like this thing is really cool and really shiny. And so now is the time that society begins to adapt to different technologies. So we have to get it the only way, literally the only way for us to reduce our screen time. This is from Dr. Maxi Heidmeyer at the London School of Economics. The only way for us to reduce our screen time is for it to be physically apart from us and out mm. of our line of sight. So the reason why is when our phone is with us, if you and I were sitting at coffee right now and our, and our phones were sitting in front of us, even with the screens dark, mm-hmm. that would equate to interaction with our phone. We would be engaging with our phone because we're anticipating something, Yeah, right? And, and that's not just because, that's not just if it were buzzing, that would even be, and especially, this is actually fascinating, especially if our phones are on silence, especially if we've silenced all notifications because 89% of our our smartphone usage is self-initiated. We're mm. the ones initiating it. 11% can people say like, you read any of these articles and I, I, I laugh at these and they're well-intended, but you read these articles about, oh, here's the problem. And here's, you know, here's, here's all the terrible things that it's doing. And here are some tips, silence your notifications. Yeah. You're like, no, nah, that, no, because that accounts for 11% of our usage that not yeah. the other 89%, just like you, just like you, you mentioned your, your conversation with your friends the other day, Hey, who is that actor? Mm-hmm. Then one picks their phone up and there's a yawn effect. Everybody picks up their phone Yes, and then everybody's gone because mm-hmm. you see a text. And so whenever your, your phone is, whenever the notifications are silenced, you're actually wondering what's happening in there. So you're more likely to pick, you're likely to pick it up more yeah. because you're curious about what's happening. So what we've done is, we have, we've taken that, that notion that we need a place to put our phones. And so we've created this beautiful in-home decor piece or one of our members, I love my favorite description was she said, it's, it's like a piece of art in your home. It is a mm. beautiful thing. It's, it's, it is. it's wife approved wife, you know, wife designed. Mm-hmm. And, um, so that's, a, so that's where you place your phone, but that's not enough. We, we know that we all have, everybody I've ever met has either a shoebox or a drawer. So mm-hmm. everybody, we all currently have the ability to put our phones away from us. So the gap in the market is not, hey, I need a place to put my phone or mm-hmm. even I need a beautiful place to put my phone. You know, this the, the RO does charge all your phones and so it's, it, it helps for that. But the real thing is we need a system around that. We need a companion that reminds us about our intentions. So if we, anybody who joins RO says like, oh, this is a problem and I want to address it. So they're, they're voluntarily saying, I need some help with this. And so we give that system that gives them the reminders and the nudges, mm-hmm. Hey, spend some time apart from your phone. Hey, one cool thing is in your household, if someone else drops their phone in RO, and by the way, it immediately, you don't have to do anything. You just drop it and it connects, it starts tracking your time, connects it's to it. And then I'll get a notification if my wife has started an RO session. So when she drops oh. her phone. And so it's this subtle invitation to join me. And it's in it instead of because we're all everybody's nagging. I mean, they said what modern marriage today is sitting on the couch with your partner, both looking at your phones and then telling them they're on their phone too much or something <laughs> like that. So we're yes. so it removes the nagging portion out of it. And it's just as this general reminder. Dad just started a session. Mom just started a session. Harrison, Gianna, someone just started a session. So it's like, oh, I should yeah. go do that. And so it begins to gamify that experience of being away from your phone. And then it gives that reward on the other side. It th- This is fascinating. When people take their phone out of RO, they end an RO session, people will say the feeling they feel when they look at how much time they've spent away from their phone, whether it's five minutes or 50 minutes or even five hours, people will look and they say, I'm really proud of myself. Yeah. People feel proud of themselves. And so 
we've built this system all around helping people move closer towards the intentions they already have. Mm-hmm. And, and, and some people very, you know, rightly would say, well, why can't I just put it in a drawer? And mm-hmm. our answer to that would be, please do. Please go yeah. do it. You have the opportunity right now. Everybody can do it. I hope you do that. Mm-hmm. If you're like me, I need a little bit more help. Same. Removing the friction, doing a little bit more. And it's almost like, and, and a lot of people may know this, did you know that you can burn calories for free and that you can that you can build muscle for free? You can run in your neighborhood. You can do push-ups. You can do sit-ups. That's all for free. Yep. Yet most of us belong to gyms. Yes. Because we need help removing the friction of doing something difficult but valuable. Yeah. In the same way, if this is something that when people say like people actually come to us like with a lot of desperation and they're saying, I really need something, maybe for me, maybe for their marriages, maybe for their individuals, or maybe for their, I'm terrified my kid's about to get a phone and I want to make sure that they know how to use it. Or even when they're younger, and this is actually interesting, the most, the highest percentage of people who've joined RO have kids who do not have phones with young kids because they want to model that good behavior to the kids. And by the way, the kids freaking love it. They're yes. the ones taking their parents' phones. They're putting it in, putting it in RO for them. Mm-hmm. So those kids really, really love it. And so then what do you do? Actually, one of our members has, they have a task list for their kids mm-hmm. at night, wash your face, uh, you know, say your prayers. And then one of them is put mommy and daddy's phone in RO, put it mm-hmm. in the RO box. So that does two things. For the child, it gives them some agency. It makes them feel because when it, when when your phone is away, when you have a child who has no phone, does not have a phone, when you put your phone down, you all of a sudden equalize the relationship between yeah. you. And the, there's a distance between you and your child if you have a phone and they don't. But when your mm-hmm. phone's down, you're on the same level. So that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. It does that. It, it shows value to your child when they put their phone away, knowing that you're fully present with them. And then it builds a muscle memory for them mm-hmm. that is okay, I don't always have to have my phone with me because, mm-hmm. you know, it said, you know, a million times more is caught than taught. Mm-hmm. So your kid is, your child is observing the way that you're using your phone, the way that you're interacting with your spouse when your phone's away, all that kind of stuff. You're setting them up for success. One cool thing I like to think is that someday when my daughter, again, I mentioned Gianna a few times, mm-hmm. when she starts dating in, in you know, many, many years from now, <laughs> that she that she will, that if if she's at a table with a guy who is, just on his phone the whole time, checking ESPN the whole time. Yeah. She's going to have this filter. It's going to be like, nope. Yeah. I'm out. Pay for totally. my dinner and I'm going to leave. You exactly. Know what I mean? Thank and you so for the free meal. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. I appreciate that. Yeah. <laughs> so that, so that, that's what it's all built around is we're, we're all built around coming along people, helping them towards their intentions of putting their phones down, making them feel rewarded. It's all based around the science of habit formation, which begins with a cue, which leads to a craving, which leads to a response, then crescendos in a reward. So the reward Mm -hmm. in the RO app is the seeing how many days you've Mm -hmm. had time away from your phone, seeing how much time, seeing how much time, if that's important to you, seeing what you've been doing while you've been doing that, doing it in a kind of a competitive, fun way with your family or friends. Mm -hmm. All that is built around that because we all know that, and this is all to set up an environment that's conducive towards this. Mm-hmm. If you want to do something and you're relying purely on willpower, your willpower will always lose to your environment. Yeah. So, and then the last thing it does is the physic, the physicality of the box, the fact that it is a physical thing for most people is a reminder, not just to go do the thing, but it's actually a reminder of who they want to be as a family. One of our, one of our members, the Macintosh family, when I spoke with, when I spoke with the mom, she said, she said, this thing tells us that the Macintosh family is present. Even if we don't mm. use it that day, it's a physical sign to us, to my, my husband, Dave and I, and our three kids 
that we are a present family. And that when you start identifying yourself as something, you begin to act more like the person you say you are, mm-hmm. the person you aspire to be. If you So instead of saying, yeah, I, I go to the gym four days a week, if instead you say, I'm an athlete, then you'll mm-hmm. start acting more like an athlete. Yeah. So the way you identify yourself is very, very important because it manifests the things that you want to happen. Mm-hmm. There's so much there. Oh, there's so much there. So I do, like, I love that, like you said, like it's a beautiful box. So it's like a visual cue to put it in, but also you put it in and it tracks it. You can set goals. I love that it tells your partner or whoever else is on your family plan thing. You know what I mean? Like, oh, so-and-so is doing this, you know, but I so agree with you about like, you can work out for free, everyone. You know what I mean? But why does almost everyone who's listening to this either belongs to a gym or at minimum pays for like an online subscription to something? You know what I mean? Like I pay $15 a month for, you know, whatever, yoga. You know what I'm saying? Like you really, there are, you know, there's free yoga on YouTube. Like my husband actually says that to me all the time because like I pay $15 a month for like bar three workouts. And it's like, you know, there's like, Cause I just had a baby too. So I'm like, oh, but there was like prenatal and postnatal and done. And Scott is always like, do you know that that stuff is all on YouTube? Like literally all of it is on YouTube. And I'm like, shut up this thing. I was like, but I sign up and it's like, and it tells me it's like six weeks and it tells me like, yeah. this is Monday, this is Tuesday. And I like that. Mm-hmm. And it's about, you know what I mean? Or truly like, I don't know anything in life that's really important. We pay for it. Even yeah. I'm thinking about, um, you know, personally, this seems like a stretch, but it makes sense in my mind. I've talked a lot on this podcast about recovering from an eating disorder. And a long time, a long time of that journey, it was like me white knuckling it and thinking I could do it myself. And the change doesn't come until you actually pay to meet Uh. with a licensed therapist and dietitian. You know what I mean? Like, and you actually like, enroll yourself in a program that's going to help you do this. You know what I mean? And like, how many people do I know that I've talked to about it have tried to just kind of like will themselves out of their disordered eating. And it's like Mm. very, very, very hard to do, you know, in the same way, like, like it's really hard. People who train for marathons, they're, they enroll in a program that helps them train for it. You know what I mean? Because it's really, 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 really hard to just will yourself to do things. You know, and like you said, with the phone, like, could you just stick it in a drawer? You could. Uh, Try, do it. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I think we've all, yeah, it's like, we've all gone through periods, I think, where we're like, no, I've been really good about it this week. I put my phone away and you know what I mean? But a lot of times it doesn't stick. And like you said, there's nothing tracking it. It's like, it's also like fun for us to kind of like enroll in a competition against ourselves, you know, like to do that stuff. What do you say to, I think you probably get a lot of like common questions, like FAQs, like, well, okay, well, what about if there's an emergency? You know, my phone is in RO and there's an emergency and now I'm, I missed it. Someone's trying to contact me because no one has a house phone anymore. Yeah. So what do you say to that? Yeah. And I, I, I love that question. Um, and so we've actually designed around that because we know, you know, look, we, we understand let's just speaking specifically with moms, like moms, moms are the caretakers. Moms are, moms see everything. They take care of everything. The phone is, is, you know, where the nurse calls them if their kids are Mm -hmm. at school. So that's a very real concern. It's Mm -hmm. a very real question. And so the, our design is for, again, it to be out of sight and away from your visual line of sight, but not out of service. Mm -hmm. 
Mm-hmm. So we want, if a phone call comes, you can put in a do not disturb if you want, but a lot of people, what they do is they'll just, they'll just put in the box and you can even, you can still hear if their phone's ringing. Right. So if my parent, if my parents who live States away, they call me at 10 o'clock at night, I'm going to want to know they're calling because something's wrong. Right. Totally. So, so we design it, which we say it's out of sight, but it's not out of service because you do, there are important calls that come in and you do want to be able to have a quick glance if something comes in, mm-hmm. even actually Apple, Apple watches are really good for this too. We don't, yeah. we don't tell people to put that away. A lot of people, when they put their phones down, they still, you can't really doom scroll your Apple watch. Yes. And so just seeing, okay, is a quick glance, is this an important text? Nope. Is this an important call? Nope. Yep. Yes, it is. Got to go answer it, whatever that is. So that's, that's one way we've designed that is so that it's not a Faraday cage that disables total service. Mm-hmm. If it did, I think we'd have some real problems with adoption with good reason. Mm-hmm. But for now, it's just, the, let's get it out of your sight. Let's get it away from your body. That's the whole goal. Totally. Um, and then I think like a stupid one. So it's funny. So I'm talking to my sister last night and she was like, Oh, like you have an interview tomorrow. I'm like, yeah, you know, and I'm telling her about it. And she was like, Oh, well, I need my phone though for my alarm clock in the morning. And I was like, you could buy an alarm clock. And she was <laughs> like, now granted, like and full disclosure here, I still haven't even pulled the trigger me personally on getting RO because I'm yeah. still like struggling with this. Like literally mm-hmm. I'm telling you, my husband and I have been talking about it. Like, do you think we could? No, we got to do it. No, we got to do it. Okay. Yeah. yeah no, we got, it's like, we just keep whatever. We're still in that denial apparently, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, and we're finally, we're getting there. And at the end of today, I'm going to be signing up. But anyway, <laughs> I'm saying this to my sister last night and she's like, oh, I need it for my alarm. And I was like, you could buy an alarm clock. And she's like, what if the alarm clock doesn't work? And yeah. I was like, that's, you know, that sounds stupid, right? Like I was like, that, and I was like, we can admit that that's insane to say because A, people woke up to alarm clocks for a thousand years, but also you could set up an alarm on your phone and it not go off in the same, like, do you know what I mean? Like I was like, if you yeah. mess up an alarm clock, you could mess up your phone. Like why would yeah. the alarm clock not go off if you set it? You know yeah. what I mean? She was like, that's true. No, you're right. <laughs> like, but we tell ourselves these things. No, I need it. I really need yeah. it. It's the only alarm that works for me. What does that even mean? Like there's like. I, well, I, I know what you mean. And and by the way, I would, um, everybody comes, comes to this, comes at this um, tension on a different place in a continuum. So if somebody is feeling the desperation around it, they will, they will figure out the, the smaller little logistics like that. Mm-hmm. And so um, I, I really do believe that when people come, they say like, if it's, if you're feeling enough pain in that area, then you'll figure out the rest. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one. And so that may be for your sister, for example, we, we, we really don't. And this is, you know, we talked about this before the show, this is not a commercial for RO. It's really mm-hmm. not because I, because I do believe that I want people for people to, to be forced for this to be forced upon people. It just won't, they won't adopt it. Mm-hmm. But if, if someone really does feel it, then, um, then, then they will, they will jump on it. So the, the alarm, here's an example. My wife, sleeps with her phone by her side every night. Mm-hmm. That's great. She uses RO when she does her morning devotions. Okay. She uses RO sometimes when we watch, you know, watch a TV show together as a family. Yeah. So again, we're not anti-screen. We're doing things together as a family as well. And so she finds, she's found what's worked for her. For mm-hmm. me, I do put it down there. I do have a little haptic alarm that I wear on my wrist mm-hmm. um, that wakes me up in the morning. So people will find what's, what works best for them. Mm-hmm. And one of our team members, he, he and his wife had kind of a traumatic experience several years ago with not being able to 
excuse me, not being able to reach somebody overnight. Mm. Um, and it was, it was a really bad experience. So both of them, he works for her. He's one of the, you know, one of the, on the founding team of Aro and he doesn't sleep and he still sleeps his phone by him, which is fine, yeah. but he does use it other, other times. So people have to find what's individual for them. It's not a one size fits all mm-hmm. thing. So, um, that's a long way to answer, but I guess the point is that if you feel enough tension in other areas, you'll, you'll figure out the sacrifice in, in kind of more kind of smaller areas. The other thing I want to go back to one other quick thing that we said earlier is that the back to kind of the working out idea, we we've generally accepted that how important it is to have physical health mm-hmm. as a society. We've said, and by the way, I think my, you know, I think years ago, like they would laugh if we would have looked at if, if someone would have looked at how because they were more an agrarian culture, they were people were working and so they were getting their physical physical activity outside. Mm-hmm. But we've generally accepted it's really important to take care of our physical bodies coupled with an acknowledgement that that's a challenging thing to do and we need help in a system. This is the same thing. Yeah. When people really start, and I think one of the pushbacks for people sometimes is just this thought that like, no, you just have to put your phone down. Well, in the same way, yeah, you just have to, you just have to burn more calories than you consume every day. And yeah. And if you're interested in losing weight, it is very simple, but the execution becomes challenging. So it's when people yeah. really do recognize this is super valuable for me to do. Mm-hmm. It's really hard for me to do on my own mm-hmm. and I need a little bit of help. That's mm-hmm. the combination. I think as people recognize more of those things, as, as you get more in, in, as that gets more ingrained in your life, it'll be more natural to say, yeah, my phone's great, but I probably need a little bit of help in a system in order to, to achieve the things that I really want to achieve in my life. Totally. Oh, there's my, my head is like spinning. So technicalities tell people like, so like we can go to the website and you sign up. What do you get? You get the box and a membership. Like how does it work technically speaking? Yeah. So it it is a membership. Um, it is a membership model. So it's, um, you, when you sign up, you get access to the, to the app, to the gamification, to the tips, the tricks, all that kind of stuff. And then along with that for free, you don't have to pay up front for the box. Along with the membership comes a box, mm-hmm. uh, an RO box. So it's a, and again, which fully charges your phones has four corded chargers. Um, it's a, a minimum one year membership. You can pay upfront annually, or you can pay on a monthly basis, or you can do a two year membership. Um, and again, because it needs to be part of this daily routine that you have. That's really the goal for it to become part of your daily routine. And, um, and it puts the onus, the membership also puts kind of the, the onus on us as a company to make sure we're continuing to deliver a valuable experience mm-hmm. that justifies a membership as opposed mm-hmm. to just sending you a box. And that's all, that's all the interaction we have totally. for us. It's continuing to enhance the experience, continuing to make sure that we have something that's very valuable. And then for you to then, look at yourself and say, is this something that is, am I getting the value out of this um, in exchange for the monthly membership? Totally. And like we said before, like, I just think if you're paying for something, then you're good. You're just more yeah. tied into it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I don't know, yeah. for me personally, for sure. for sure. You know, Absolutely. where can we find you? Um, the first thing I would say, follow us on Instagram at go RO now. Um, that's a good first step. And then our website is goaro.com, G-O-A-R-O.com. Awesome. And then you also have an RO podcast. We do. Yeah, we have an RO podcast, which is a lot of fun. Talk, it's all about intentionality. It's 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 not about tips and tricks with your phone, really. It's it's more about, hey, what happens on the other side mm-hmm. when you put down your phone? What does life look like on the other side? And how mm-hmm. can I be intentional with my, you know, with my family and my with my partner? 
with, you know, all the other things that we, uh, that we want to do with our lives. So that's the goal. It's all around intentionality and it's fun. Yeah. The RO podcast, we've had a bunch of great guests. Yeah. Um, and they're, uh, I'm having a lot of fun with it. Totally. I just love everything. Like you said, it's not like it's a podcast just about like phones. Like every week we come on and we talk about how to put down our phone. No, it's about living yeah. intentionally because yeah. it kind of goes back to the thing you said about the boulder. Like, okay, it's putting down the boulder. And then what happens after that? You yeah, know what I mean? Right. Like then yeah. you got to like, once you put your phone down, now you got to live your life intentionally. Yeah, right. you know? yeah, exactly. And I just think that we all could use help with that. This has been yeah. like, honestly, like I feel fired up. This is an inspiring conversation <laughs> for me. Like I said, tonight, my husband and I are going to be logging on and purchasing. So get ready uh -oh. to see my name come through. <laughs> <laughs> I'm excited for it. But well, this has I been so awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. I I want to, I want to close maybe with two messages if that's okay. One, yeah. one to dads, one to dads, one to moms. So to dads and, and, you know, wives, this is where you can just forward this on because I'll, I'll say the things you probably want to say to them for, for husbands, for dads, if your spouse, if she brings this up to you, if she says you're on your phone too much, take a moment to let that truth sink in. We, we hear about too many, um, I want to say this, right moms are leading this, which is great. Thank God for them. Wives are leading this because they do value intimacy. They do value closeness. And um, I would just encourage husbands, dads, don't resist it. If your mm -hmm. wife says we want this in our home, what she's really saying is she wants more intimacy. Yeah, She wants more intimacy in the relationship with your, for you, with your kids. And so go ahead and, and, and jump on with her, do it along with her. Don't make sure you feel like she's pushing a rope up a hill. So that, yeah. that's for, and, and really, really latch on with your wife. Even if it's just, let's put our phones down right now. Just say yes. If I, mm -hmm. my buddy, Mikey and I were talking the other day, he said, oh, I'm going on a date night on Thursday night with my wife. I said, when you get to the restaurant, do this, hand your wife, hand your phone to Courtney mm -hmm. and say, Hey, we hold this just for a few. I want to be fully present with you. So I want, I want, I want dads guys to jump on board and then also initiate it. And then the second thing is for the moms is we know, I know, um, I know because we've talked to thousands who've said it. I know how strong mom guilt can be. Mm -hmm. I know, I know this feeling that I'm not doing it well. I'm not doing enough. And you start feeling a shame spiral. Mm -hmm. The fact that you're listening to so what else means you're doing great. Mm -hmm. It means that you have good intentions. It means that you have, that you're doing a good job. You're so much for not to be comparative to others, but you are so much farther ahead. Mm -hmm. And I just want to, I just want to make sure that moms know that. And by the way, it's okay to pick up your phone sometimes, mm -hmm. by the way, mom, moms, moms, are on call all the time. And sometimes when they have a quiet moment, they pick up their phones so that they can, can connect with others. And that's mm -hmm. good. Mm -hmm. So let's, let's, let's kind of stop the shame spiral. Don't worry about it. you're doing a great job. Be encouraged that you're doing a job that, that, um, that's really, really hard. Just acknowledge mm -hmm. it's difficult. Give yourself a break. And, um, and we'd love to, to be alongside you to help. But um, it, it does break my heart when you hear about the guilt and I'm not doing enough and I'm not doing well enough. And I'm just telling you, you're you're so much farther ahead than you think you are. You're very inspiring to listen to. This is like... <laughs> nice of you. Thank you. Th this is amazing. Truly. Like, I feel inspired. Thank you for this conversation. I know it's going to change people's lives, really. I mean that. I don't say that lightly. I think that this is going to nice. change people's lives to hear this. So thank you so much for your time, Joey. Thank you, Caitlin. Appreciate it. Hey, thanks for joining us today. Don't forget to subscribe and follow on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, CaitlinElliott.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. And hey, if you want to toss us a five-star rating, I would love you forever. 
Check us out next week for another new episode. And don't forget to follow us on Instagram at so.what.else. Editing and all that stuff by Matt Carpenter with Parable Productions. Parable Productions.